Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, MagicKids.org. MagicKids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 41 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts, Matt Olson. Hello. Danny Oakstead. Hey. And JB. What's up? <laughs> and, oh man, we got some news for you today. So let's just jump into today's episode. As always, we give you a breakdown of how it's going to be laid out. This episode is going to be laid out. We're going to talk about the weekend event results, which was really big with the PT happening. The upcoming events. Then we're going to jump into the news. After the news, we go into the finance update. And as always, close off with Deck of the Week. Mm-hmm. So from there, I pass the torch to JB over at the event desk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we had a specific desk. <laughs> pass the pass the torch over to JB at the Boggle desk in the Boggle Lair. There you go in the Boggle Lair. There you go. Okay, so our first event was Players Tour Online One. First place was Teamer Reclamation, piloted by Elias Wattsfeld. Second place, we have another Teamer Rec. Third place, and Fourth place, we have Bant Ramp, another team of reclamation. Sixth place, Bant Ramp again, team of reclamation. Ooh, with a white splash. And eighth place, team of reclamation. Team of reclamation running wild in this event. Yup. I think what, what team of reclamation is. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. It was 40% of the metagame for uh, Arena 1, uh, pro, uh, Players Tour or Arena 1, 
with Jun's sacrifice tailing it at a very far 15% of the meta share. Okay, so our next event is Players Tour Online 2. First place is Teamer Reclamation, piloted by Ryuji Murray. Second place is another Teamer Reclamation deck. There's a tie for four between Jun's Sacrifice and Teamer Reclamation. And then there's a four-way tie for eighth place. All right, so looks like we have a four-way tie for eighth place. We got Teamer Reclamation, Rakdos Sacrifice, Saltai Ramp, and another Jun Sacrifice. And it looks like Teamer Reclamation made up just under 30% of this one's meta. Yeah, because uh, Saltai Ramp was showing up a bit more, which took some of that meta share away from it. Good stuff. But fun little fact about these, the most played card out of them all were Growth Spiral. Yeah, least. they had like 34 copies in the top eight. Mm-hmm. And overall in uh, Players Tour 2, it was in at least half of the decks. And in Players Tour 1, it was at 56% of all decks that were submitted for the day. So it looks like that'll do it for our past results. Our upcoming results, we have Pro Tour Arena 3 and 4, starting 619 and goes through the 621st. 621 and 5 p.m. Starts 5 p.m. this Friday. Whatever PDT is. Pacific Standard Time. Ooh, that's not Pacific. Pacific Standard Time is PST. Remember. Yeah, what's what's PDT? Let's do a quick Google. Oh. PDT is Pacific time. So what's uh Pacific Daylight Time specifically is what it's called. So what's uh PST? Pacific Standard Time? Yeah, Pacific Standard Time. What's the difference? Daylight savings? One. One is Arizona doesn't recognize daylight time because they don't do daylight savings. So Pacific Standard is the time zone that is used in most United States, America, Canada, and several other countries, while the Pacific Daylight, PDT, is used by these places during the summer. Oh, so it's a summer thing. So PST is eight hours behind the coordinated universal time, which is UTC, 8 o'clock. Anyway. Time zones, man. I tell you. Time zones. Everyone has one. You gotta love it. And with that, looks like we'll go talk to Danny. See if we got any BNR updates this week. So for this week, we don't. For next week, maybe. With these new changes to new cards, or not even to new cards, it's just We'll just might have changes. Let's just let's just go with that. I don't think they're going to make an emergency banning next week for anything. Even though Team Rec is running rampant, hopefully the Soltai ramp can come up and put her down a little bit. All right. So from BNR, we'll move to Blogatog of the week. So this week, Blogatog kind of piggybacks about on everything else that's going on in the media today. <clears throat> so this media, uh, this Logitog 
comes from Mark himself. Just on a post to all his followers on Tumblr. As it reads, This post is coming from me personally and not in my role as a spokesperson for Wizard of the Coast. There's just a few things I'd like to say first. First up, I strongly believe Black Lives Matter. I believe there's a systematic racism towards black people in this country. I think it's an important issue that needs light shed upon it because we as a country, and really as a world, need to change and be better. I'm stating this firmly and bluntly because I do not want anyone doubting where I stand or what I believe. Secondly, I feel my fellow co-workers at Wizard of the Coast share my desire to be part of this change. I've heard their passion about it in meetings, in online communications, and just when talking face-to-face around the building. I've watched as we've worked hard to incorporate diversity and representation, both in the game and at the company. That said, I'll be the first to say we have room for improvement. We have a lot of work to do to get the place we'd like to be, especially in employment. I believe we're moving in the right direction, but we need to figure out how to move faster. Third, I think we need to be better communicating with all of you. I go to the meetings where so much work is being done to improve things, and then I turn to social media where I get yelled at for wizards not doing anything. I would like us to be better at telling you, telling all of you what we're up to. We have a good vision, and it should be shared. Fourth and finally, this has been a time of self-reflection. There's three truths about myself that I have come to terms with. One, I'm a white man that grew up in America in the 70s and 80s. I need to recognize that a lot of things I've internalized as normal and just part of life have ugly aspects tied to them. I need to self-educate to understand these biases so that I can remove them. Two, I sometimes miss larger context to the things I say or do. It's on me to use whatever resources necessary to avoid doing this in the future. And three, I need to learn how to be better advocate for black people, as well as other people of color and women. It's not enough to just do no wrong. I need to listen and learn the things I can do to actively make things better. Not solving the problem is being part of the problem. Thank you for reading this, and I hope you might de- inspire others to do some self-reflection. With everything that's going on right now, and us as a magic news source, really don't want to get political, but just trying to show what Wizard of the Coast is trying to do to improve and get rid of any kind of racism within magic. So with this blog attack of the week, um, Mark Ro- Mark Rosenwater gave his personal, I guess, background on this topic. Insight. There we go. That's a better word. With that being said, later on in the episode, we move on to what Wizards of Wizards of the Coast is doing to help put an end to or not really help put an end to it, but help in their way of not putting any racist or any hate out there. Combating systematic racism. There we go. Uh, Those are the words I'm looking for. But moving on. This Friday, 
for FNM at home. We have Historic Brawl. Next in the news quickies, the companion event app is going to be available for all iOS users. There's going to be an event. Uh, so the, the overall client is called the event link updates and the companion app is part of it for setting up tournaments and stuff. There's going to be event link direct feedback in this update for all iOS, all iOS users. So those with your iPhone, go give it a download. Okay. So our next little quickie is uh, channel fireball put up a post on their Facebook saying for the rest of June, you can turn your channel fireball store credit into donations to one of the three great causes. Here the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, the Trevor Project, or the WHO COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. They say you can use any amount of store credit in your account, including credit from selling cards, your CFB Pro Plus membership, or top aiding a last chance qualifier. Just add the donations to the cart, select free shipping, and use store credit as your payment option. At the end of the month, they'll add up all the credits applied and make the donations. Good on them. For all of you who have ordered secret layers and you've yet to get them, we've got some good news. Uh, so because of the product delays in North America um, due to the complications related to COVID-19, some retailers in North America will experience delays and availability issues on certain magic skews um with that being said we have a list of so secret layer ultimate edition north american launch date is june 12th so you should have within a month from june 12th core set 2021 bundles american launch date is july 3rd core set 2021 planeswalker decks and arena starter kits same day as Last one, July 3rd. Jumpstart. Looking at the launch date of July 17th. And then finally in the news quickies, Loading Ready Run will be having their pre-pre-release party on their Twitch this Monday, the 22nd, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, so into the deep topics we go. First up, we got... Uh, change to the new player experience. So first up, they're gonna try. They're looks like they're pushing for arena for a starter. So they're gonna teach new players how to play with an arena starter kit demo deck. When a new player is interested in learning magic, offer to teach them with an arena starter kit. Starter kits have been carefully developed using up-to-date research about what aspects of magic are most likely to appeal to a new player. They offer a more compelling first play experience than welcome decks while remaining simple enough for a new player to understand. Where welcome decks focused on simplicity, arena starter kits show off more what makes magic the deepest strategy game card, card game there is. Interesting synergies and juicy combos that are satisfying to pull off and start diving into how customizable and complex your decks can become. If someone brought the new player to your store, then they should play against each other with the Arena Starter Kit. Our research shows that 81% of engaged players started playing Magic with friends or family. It makes sense that new players should get started that way in your store too. Uh, there are rewards. Uh, they reward the new player with welcome boosters, and the friends that bring them in get a Bring a Friend 
promo card. Uh, no details on what the promo cards are, but in the booster pack, there are going to be 10 cards found in every core 2021 welcome booster, which includes powerful rares, beautiful art, and even a planeswalker. Uh, fi- all five colors are represented in there, uh, which can be used in different formats, such as legendary creatures for commander. This sample pack that they show has a Niv-Mizzet Perun as its legendary. There's also a Commander Sphere, Archetype of Imagination, Demon of Loathing, and the Planeswalker is Garuk Beastmaster. So, pretty stacked packs. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So for our next topic on the deep, deep topics... Wizard of the Coasts are looking for some freelance fiction writers. Um, in a tweet from Marissa, who is the creative producer of Magic the Gathering, says, Hi there, the Magic the Gathering is looking for writing samples from big pock writers for upcoming paid freelance licensed fiction projects. Come help us create stories in our fantasy IP. Please submit writing samples to mtgstory at wizards.com I guess they're another way of them trying to include the rest or include I guess their followers in their story and getting away from those who've been writing for however long because the last couple books sucked. I I haven't read a single one of them. <laughs> yeah, neither have I, but that's what I've heard is that they haven't been the greatest. There's a couple details on there of max length of 5,000 words, but there is no minimum. They prefer an attached word or PDF doc, and there is no specific formatting requirements with this. So they will also be reviewing based on samples only, but if someone has awards or publication lists, it's good to include those as well. Exactly. And and there is no deadline. Um, So if you have a 5,000 word story that you have, they've been working on or are working on, no need to rush it. Just if you want, finish it up shoot over to them, maybe you could be the next writer for Wizards of the Coast. And uh, from there, we're going to talk about some uh, some other big news that came out of Wizards this week. On June 10th, Wizards posted up on their uh, daily MTG uh, articles about depictions of racism in Magic. Uh, Quote, today we will be changing the multiverse ID and removing the gatherer card image from for the card Invoke Prejudice, originally printed in 1994. The card is racist and made even worse with the multiverse ID it was unfortunately codified with years ago. There is no place for racism in our game, nor anywhere else. But to that point, it should never have been published nor placed in the gatherer. And for that, we are sorry. The events of the past weeks and the ongoing conversation about how we can support people of color have caused us to examine ourselves, our actions, and our inactions. We appreciate everyone helping us recognize where we have fallen short. 
we should have been better, we can do better, and we will do better. To that end, we will be removing a number of images from our database that are racist and or culturally offensive, including Invoke Prejudice, Cleanse, Stone Throwing Devils, Pradish Gypsies, Jihad, Imprison, and Crusade. Replacing all the card images, all those card images, there will be the following statements. We have removed this card image from our database due to its racist depiction, text, or combination thereof. Racism in any form is unacceptable and has no place in our games nor anywhere else. Additionally, these cards will be banned in all sanctioned tournament play. There's much more work to be done as we continue to make our games, communities, and company more inclusive. Know that we work every day to be better and that we hear you. We look forward to sharing more of our plans with you as our games and organizations evolve. And so... Shortly after that, the Commander Rules Committee also followed suit by banning these cards from Commander. They have a statement as well on their page. We'll have descriptions for that in we'll have links for that in the description down below. And then there was also TCG Player. They have deactivated the following products from their marketplace and their support tools all those cards as well uh, so upon reading that wizards upon reading that tcg determined that removing the imagery from our services was necessary as well uh let's see yeah so yeah they're completely gone from their site right that's my understanding from that upon reading the article we determined that removing the imagery from our services was necessary however as TG TCG Player is more than an inf information site and we facilitate the buying and selling of these items, we have determined that we must do more than simply remove the images. It may take up to 48 hours for some of the changes to take effect. And this was posted June 10th following, uh, following Wizards' post. Yep, they uh, have removed it from market. Okay, so with that i feel like that's a good spot to move into this week's finance section cha-ching as always we go off of mtgstocks.com where they have an amazing article that they release once a week called their weekly winners where they highlight three to five cards that have significantly moved up in price, and then they also highlight three to five cards that have dropped in price. First up, we have Bogart Harbinger, 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 which is seen in Har almost Harbinger, Harbinger, Harbinger. Really? I've been pronouncing that wrong my whole life. Then Bogart Harbinger has seen an almost 2,000% increase, which sounds like a lot, but it's only $8, which is significant because it is an uncommon from Lorowin that is a Black 2 Goblin Shaman that reads, When Bogart Harbringer comes into play, you may search your library for a Goblin card, reveal it, then shuffle your library and put that card on top. What makes this card move up in price is with the release spoiler of one of the new goblin cards conspicuous snoop that's coming out in core 21 
It is a red, red, two, two goblin rogue that you may play the top card of your library revealed. You may cast goblin spells from the top of your library. As long as the type of card on your library is a goblin card, Conspicuous Snoop has all activated abilities of that card. So the thing with this is you tutor in, yeah, you, you have Conspicuous Snoop out, you cast Bogart Harbinger and tutor up Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. And you just combo off with a bunch of Kiki Jikis making, and then with the final one, making a different copy of Bogart Harbinger to then grab something like Mog Fanatic that will then completely wreck your opponents because Mog Fanatic reads Sackett, Mog Fanatic deals one damage to target creature or player. All the conspicuous snoops that are the copy of Kiki, or that, that are the copy of Kiki have that ability. So you sack them all and kill your opponent that way. That's what that is. Brutal. So with the next... Next on the weekly winners is Child of Alara, seeing a 600% increase, now sitting at $26.75. This is a green, red, black, blue, white, 6-6 avatar with trample. When Child of Alara is put into a graveyard from play, destroy all non-land permanents. They can't be regenerated. This card, with a couple others, have spiked recently due to the new... Uh, Commander dies triggers rule change that happened last week. Uh, they will be taking effect later this month with the official with the official update and stuff through the commander rules uh, commanders rule through the commander rules committee website. But when they announced it over the command fest that they had June sixth, <sighs> what's his name Sheldon Sheldon Menery mentioned that. This is what's going to be happening. So, Child of Alara, and then Kakusho, the Evening Star, and Alinda, the Dusk Rose, are a couple of them that have seen big price spikes because they all have, they're all legendary creatures that when they're put into the graveyard, they have a triggered ability. And they now trigger because of the commander rule, uh, commander death trigger rules change. Mm hmm. Finally, on the weekly winners, we have Hungry Lynx, which has seen a 300% increase now at $8.49. This card was originally printed in Commander 17. It is a green one cat creature that is a 2-2. Cats you control have protection from rats. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent sacrifices... Nope. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent creates a 1-1 black rat creature token with death touch. Whenever a rat dies, put a plus one plus one counter on each cat you control. So this one is seeing a spike because of all the cats that are coming out in Core 21. Uh, one of the main cards is Rin and Siri Inseparable. I have to actually look how it's actually worded now. So Ren and Siri inseparable. It's a white, green, red, and one legendary creature. It's a dog cat. Whenever you cast a dog spell, create a one-one green cat creature token. Whenever you cast a cat spell, create a one-one white dog creature token. 
tap red, white, green, tap Rin Siri, several deals damage to any target equal to the number of dogs you control, and you gain life equal to the number of cats you control. So this card is pumping out cat tokens whenever you cast a dog, and Hungry Lynx, whenever a rat dies, it pumps all of your cats. So there's people that are working on zoo-style decks with this. So that's moving up in price because of that. And that closes off the weekly winners. So let's talk about some cheap pickups. All right. First up on our cheap pickups, everybody's favorite card. We got Luris of the Dream Den sitting at $5.50, record low and trending down. Next up, we have Riel the Everwise. Sitting at $5.75, record low and bottoming out. Riel is one, a blue and a red. Riel Everwise gets plus one, plus zero for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. And whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. Next up, we have Arena Rector, $9.33, record low and bottoming out. Rector, I hardly knew her. But, um, bad joke. <laughs> Edit out. Editor, so <laughs> take that out. <laughs> so, Arena Rector is three and a white for a human cleric. Whenever Arena Rector dies, you may exile it. If you do, search your library for a Planeswalker card, put it under the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Ooh. And then, last but not least, Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, ooh, this would be a way in Commander to sneak out your Luka into play and then polymorph into whatever you want. If yeah, you, you could sneak anything out. I forgot Arena Rector was a card. I know, right? I don't know that many cards from Battle Bond. So then last but not least, we have the Locust God, $6.44, record low and bottoming out. Locust God is four generic blue and a red for your legendary god. It's four, four flyer. Whenever you draw a card, create a one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. And you can pay two generic blue and a red, draw a card, then discard a card. When Locust God dies, Return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Good stuff. This copy is the one from the... Not Ixalan. Ikori. Oh, no, Commander 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Commander 20. Uh, this is the one from the Commander 20 yep. printing that came out alongside Ikoria. That's where I was getting that from. So, yeah, if you've had your eye on any of these... I'd say definitely pick some up here in the near future. Yeah, Rael and Locust God both being down in price. Those two cards pair very well together with their drawing making tokens, and when you discard, you draw more cards effect. If you're any it player looking for this, be on the lookout. Maybe you can use a site called TCG Sniper uh, to try and get those cards even just a little smidge lower. They're an amazing site where you plug in a TCG player URL into their TCG Sniper site and you set a price at what you want that card to get at 
and TCG Sniper will send you an alert when that card gets to that price. So, for example, here, if you want Locust God to get to five bucks, you copy the URL of Locust God from TCG Player, put it into TCG Sniper, and then as soon as it hits five bucks at whatever store, online retailer from TCG Player is selling it for five bucks, you get a notification and you can pounce right on that. That closes out our finance section of this week. Took me a little bit to <laughs> string those words together. <laughs> then from there, we're going to move on to Deck of the Week, hand-selected by the Boggle himself. Yep. He is diversifying his magic playing portfolio. Just a little bit. Like an so old this week's deck of the week. Oh, sorry. So this week's deck of the week, we have Pioneer. And it looks like we have a Pioneer take on a classic modern deck, 8-rack. So it looks like we've got, for the main racks, we have a 4-of Davriel Rogue Shadow Mage. For 2 generic and a black, you get a legendary Planeswalker. Static abilities at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. If that player has one or fewer cards in hand, Gabriel Rogue Shadow Mage deals two damage to him. Your other rack you have, which I totally forgot that this was Pioneer Legal. This is how much I pay attention to things. <laughs> Shrieking Affliction. You're on four of. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in hand, he or she loses three life. Solid. Key piece of rack. And looks like for the. Yep. Definitely key piece of rack. So looks like for the discard outlets, we have. Ugh, fucking phlegm. We have three arterial flow for generic black, black, sorcery speed. Each opponent discards two cards. If you control a vampire, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. They're running two Burglar Rats. When Burglar Rat enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. Three Spectre Shriek. Target opponent reveals their hand. You may choose a non-land card from it. If you do, the player exiles that card. If a non-black card is exiled this way, exile a card from your hand. Four of Vicious Rumors. Vicious Rumors deals one damage to each opponent. Each opponent discards a card, then puts the top card on their library into their graveyard. You gain one life. And then one of my personal favorite cards, I love this card, Yerox Fenlurker. They're running four of. Black, black, when Yerox Fenlurker enters the battlefield, each opponent exiles a card from their hand. You can pay a two and a black for Yerox Fenlurker to get a plus one, plus one till end of turn. Then it looks like they're running for secondary win cons. You got Rankle, Master Pranks, making more people discard. And two Rotting Regisaurs, beginning of your upkeep discard card. For looks a like seven, that in there. six. Yep, looks like they just have it in there for a big old beater. Yeah. Just a beat face. Hard to, uh, hard to try and fend off a seven, six. It doesn't die very easily in combat. Nope. Then they run a little bit of removal. Looks like they got Bantu's Last Reckoning. Destroy all creatures. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. Four of. Two Fatal Push. And 
or Plague Crafter. When Plague Crafter enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. Each player who can't discards a card. So it kind of doubles up on the discarding effect if they don't have any creatures. Yep. And get them with a discard, which will then put them in range, hopefully, of Davriel Rogue Rogue Shadow Mage or Shrieking Affliction damage. Lands are pretty clean. Got 15 swamps, four mobilized districts, and three castle Loctwains. I mean, this works out pretty well. I mean, I really like the Spectre Shriek because it's it's kind of, it's 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 thought sees, but instead of you losing two life, you got to exile a card. But the fact that you can hit anything still for a single black, very very ideal. Sideboard's interesting. Yeah, if you're going up against a burn player, they have Crypt Incursion. So if you're making them discard creatures, uh, exile all creatures from target player's graveyard, you gain three life for each card exiled this way. So if your opponent was pitching creatures and burn, you know, their uh, Monastery Swift Spears or Soul Scar Mages, you gain that life back and just get a little further out of reach from dying from burn. The Brittle Blight, or the Blight Beetle. That would have saved your ass last night. Yeah, yes it would. Good solid deck for only $66. Yeah, you can't pass up on, on a cheap deck that can definitely go toe-to-toe with the best of them. The hand control and the creature removal, as long as you can stick a Shrieking Affliction or a Davriel, you're going to be eating their life away way quicker than probably what they can to you. Yeah. So for more information about this deck, links in the description down below. But from It also there, comes with a nice uh, backstory, a little how to play primer, tech and upgrades. Those primers are always good. This deck if- was pretty in-depth. Getting the primer is always good because, especially if you haven't played a deck before, it allows you to see what lines of play that you're supposed to be taking. Because I know when I tried to go from Grixis Control to Infect, uh, reading the primer helped me understand like what I'm okay with playing in what order. So those are always worth it. This this person really put time and effort into this. It. And they are, you mentioned that at the beginning, didn't you? What? The creator's name? No, I didn't because I have no idea if that's all supposed to be spaced out properly or if it's like letters of different colors or what the fuck. Letters of different colors. Yep. Circio, the stage lighter. Thank you very much for this deck. I can only see the red. So it like threw me for a loop. I think you're just a little blind there, JB. You're getting I, I, am. I can hardly see the black. Oh. Boggles have really bad eyesight. <laughs> like I can see it when it's uh off to of the side, but I can't see it straight on. But yeah. He goes pretty in depth, even in the primer section, he goes uh pretty in depth on certain key um matchups. Like for certain decks he goes into like inverter, lotus breach. Red Deck Winds, Yorian Fires, stuff like that. So if it's uh, something you're interested in, definitely check it out. 
JB time has been on. Thing. Oop, say that again. It's time to make eight racket thing. JB advocating for eight eight rack now. The boggle is becoming the rack. The boggle has a dark side every once in a while. <laughs> that sounds like that's just another episode. That's it. So, mm-hmm. But it is. That's it. Done. Thank you all for listening. Let's Rap. make sure. Oh. Oh, someone say my name? No, I was just saying it's a rap. Oh, that's a rap that's what you're saying. Yeah, Matt. Jesus. Yeah, Matt. Being conceited just because you hear your name when no one's talking to you. Give me some slack. <laughs> no slack. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we try to post more frequently. If you have questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any episode. They're up every Tuesday night, so that way I have time to edit them and not lose my sanity. Mm-hmm. JB, Danny, anything else you all need to say? No, I'm, I'm, you said everything that I need to say. Make sure you stay tuned. We've got the best news. Yeah, we definitely want to try and be your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. So from there, hit that outro. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at what, 5 a.m.? I have this going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on your work schedule. No, no, no. Not when, we're go- not when they're going to bed. Because then we, yeah, could be the li- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep. Or we put them to sleep. Because we're boring. Yeah, we don't One want the way, that. Either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Ooh.